Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. Welcome into the Inside Carolina podcast presented to you by Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyTShirt.com. This is the Don Callahan UNC football recruiting podcast. That's how it's branded. And of course, I am joined by the one and only Donald P. Callahan. What's going on, Don? My middle initial is not P, it's <laughs> J, um, but uh, I appreciate the effort. Uh, I'm good. How are you doing? Good, man. Another game week. Getting ready for Appalachian State. And um, excited to start my Wednesday morning off talking with you. Uh, let's jump right into it. The new top five for next week is going to be your top five foods consumed during tailgating or while watching a game. So, you know, your snack foods, your junk foods, whatever you like to eat during football Saturdays. And uh, I guess I can apply to Sundays as well. For the show, we're going to talk a little bit about Don's Man Tower. We're then (laughs) going to jump into football recruiting. A lot of different segments on different players. I went through your weekly scoop last night and there's some interesting tidbits on i think players of interest for unc fans Andre lambert jacorius conley anthony carter trenton simpson there's a lot of just interesting tidbits i think can influence this class the 2020 class i think that's what a lot of unc fans are concerned with um and we'll look into what else this 2020 class is going to need before briefly previewing the visitors and and the atmosphere that is going to be uh, for the App State game on Saturday. It's going to be a huge recruiting event, like always, for UNC home games. Then we're going to get into our top five uh, list, which is bucket list sporting events. First, Don, your man tower. You you <laughs> tweeted at me on, like, it was a weird hour at a weird time at night, and you said, I'm excited <laughs> for you to come see my man tower. And I didn't know how to take that. Can you kind of elaborate on what that meant? You you did a really good job of making this sound like what it what it's not. Um, so... <laughs> As I've, I think we've talked about it before on the podcast. Is I, I don't have a basement, but I have a third floor that's essentially, I guess, my man cave. Only since it's on the third floor, I can't call it a man cave because it's not really a cave. It's not underground. Um, so I call it my man tower, and it's also where I happen. Half of it, I, I have my work area. The other half is my, I guess, my um, area where I'm just kind of hanging out. Uh, but yeah, did some work on it. Um, pretty excited. I, I, I think I, I told you at the game last week, I was going to be putting up uh, two additional TVs to go on each side of my main TV. And um, I, I was able to do that this uh, this past weekend since I didn't have a college football game. And it's not just putting up the TVs. I did, I did the electrical stuff with putting um, sockets and um, HDMI and... Um, and antenna stuff all behind the TVs. So I had to kind of get into the attic and do all that crazy stuff. So it took me like like three days literally to, to get all this wow. stuff done. And I still have more work to do. So I, w- okay. I want you to come over to watch some college football games with me. Yeah, I'd love to for a bye week. Come over on Saturday and watch football all day. So you have three TVs. What's the seating situation? So I have a really big overstuffed um, couch with uh, what they call it, the chase sort of thing where it's, you can kind of lay down on it. That okay. for for cuddling purposes. Jeez, is that it? Just one big couch? <laughs> yeah, one big yeah. Right now, one big couch. But uh, my wife and I are talking about putting a um, like a a bar sort of thing nice. on the one wall, which would be kind of cool. 
little, um, maybe like a little fridge, like a college fridge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're def- definitely a fridge. I thought about microwave. I don't microwave a whole lot, but uh, I'm interested in the topic, the top 10 for next week or top five for, for next week because um, I'm definitely looking for new ideas for, um, for you know, eating while I'm watching, watching games. There's nothing better than watching uh, three football games on a big Saturday in October when there's, you know, a couple top five games and maybe have you have an ACC game on. And you can kind of go back and forth and then whittle it down to the, the, the games that are, are really close. I love doing that. Did that a lot in college and, and after college when I was living in Nashville. Awesome. Can't wait to check it out. All right, moving on. So stay tuned for the top five bucket list items, which will be at the very end. We're going to read a lot of reader submissions along, along with Don and I's uh, top five bucket list sports items. And then next week will be the top five foods to concern, consume while watching football. All right. Let's jump right into it. Um, I read through your weekly scoop, and a couple of things that stood out to me were tidbits about certain players. And we're going to start with Keandre Lambert. Um, can you tell us what's going on with his recruitment? Because he is an uncommitted guy, correct? Yes, he is uncommitted. And he is a highly, highly talented prospect, Penn State, Virginia Tech, a number of other schools are after him along with the Tar Heels. What's kind of the update you can provide for us? And, of course, uh, check out the premium weekly scoop if you want more information on him yes uh every week we have um a bunch of updates and this happened to be a week where just a lot of information kind of fell in my lap and i had to unload it and there was actually some stuff i left off that i'm probably gonna have to include next week just because i had so much so much content it was over three thousand words so i didn't want to go too far but um yeah with um keandre he announced via his personal twitter account um i think it was a week ago that he was um going to make his verbal commitment on October uh, 4th during a pep rally at his high school, which um, uh, I think the, the game is later on that day. Uh, he didn't announce any finalists, so we kind of have to leave that up to ourselves to kind of figure out. Uh, but as you mentioned, North Carolina, Penn State, Virginia Tech, and there's a couple other schools that he'll, I guess, throw out there if, if you asked him, like Georgia and, and Clemson, who I don't think are really um, big factors in there. But um, I don't want to give away too much of the actual scoop, but I, but I think this is ultimately going to come down to Penn State and North Carolina. We talked to a bunch of different sources from not just close to North Carolina, but close to Keandre and then close to Penn State and just kind of getting a feel of what all these different entities are feeling about what, where um, Keandre is leaning and where he would ultimately um, end up. Great, and he is from Norfolk, Virginia, so the Tidewater area. He's a 6'1", 176-pound. He's a wide receiver, is that correct? Yeah, he's a wide receiver, and the interesting thing with him is that UNC actually has already kind of filled their um, objective for the wide receiver position for this class, but um, you know, he's just such a talented kid, a four-star guy, uh, and just completely just blew up during the, the camp and combine and 707 circuit this past uh, spring and summer that UNC is just, he's just a big time player that you want to be a part of, uh, of your offense. North Carolina definitely sees a lot of um, positives and what they can do with him within their offense. Great. And I mean, highly ranked kid. I mean, number three player in Virginia, number 21 ranked wide receiver, number 130 ranked nationally. And he's announcing in 15 days, 23 hours and three minutes and one second. As of now, as I look at his, 24-7 sports profile. And of course, make sure you subscribe to Inside Carolina. There's tons of deals to get more of the scoop. It's really interesting to kind of get a better look inside these players' 
recruitment. Um, okay, we're going to take a quick break and talk about Johnny T-shirt, giantt-shirt.com, your place to get UNC apparel, sweatshirts, T-shirts, hats, anything you need for game day. Roll by their easily accessible Franklin Street shop right there off campus before you go to a UNC home game, after UNC home game. Giant T-shirt is your stop for anything you need uh, for Tar Heel gear. And go to the Inside Carolina Premium Board to get the 10% off discount code you can use online at giantteacher.com and in-store. It's alumni-owned, locally-owned, and we certainly appreciate their support of the Inside Carolina podcast. So support us by supporting them so we can keep bringing you these podcasts. And I think we're doing seven a week now. We added a Taylor Vipolis, uh Deems May podcast that drops on Tuesdays. We drop on Wednesdays. Of course, the Greg Barnes, Jason Staples, um, Tommy Ashley podcast previews the games. There's good stuff all week. All right, moving on. Another player that I think a lot of UNC fans who follow recruiting will know, Don, is Trenton Simpson. He is an Auburn commitment, but <laughs> you uh, you made a trip down to Mallard Creek, which has been a, a powerhouse in Charlotte. You went there to meet him, but... <laughs> He didn't want to meet with you, apparently. Is that kind of what happened? And and from there, and from there, can you kind of break down what's going on with his recruitment? Again, an Auburn commitment, a big time four star, borderline five star player. I think twenty four seven sports has him as a five star player, the number thirteen overall player, number two outside linebacker, number one player in North Carolina. Uh, committed to Auburn a couple months back, and uh, I mean that would be a huge get if UNC could flip him. Uh, from Auburn to UNC. Don, the floor is yours. All right. So uh, as I always do, I set up a lot of my trips by going through uh, one of the coaches on the staff, usually the head coach, but sometimes um, there's an assistant coach that's, that kind of handles these sort of things. Uh, set up the trip, said, you know, I, I the, my main purpose of going down there was um, to do an intro story on, on – um, uh, Coleman Jeffcoat, who's a wide receiver, 2021 wide receiver, who UNC is definitely really interested in. Um, hasn't really kind of blown up yet, but I think he, he will. Um, but since I'm there, might as well talk to Trent, especially since um, a lot of um, a lot of rumors have been going around about him possibly looking around and everything. Initially, I was told that uh, I could talk to Trent. And even up until I actually, actually when I actually first arrived, um, I was told Trent was on board. And then I got a uh, text message saying that uh, that only Coleman would be coming down to meet with me. That uh, Trent has decided not to. That that initially Trent thought it was a uh, college coach that he was going to be meeting with, um, and didn't want to do any sort of um, interviews. So um, not a huge deal. Um, I've had way worse happen to me when I visited the school, and. Uh, I think at this stage with, with what's going on with him is everything is, is really purely speculation. And it was probably, you know, in hindsight, kind of posting some of this stuff um, and the way that, that the uh, ICers kind of took it. Um, I probably either maybe shouldn't have posted anything at all or maybe been a little bit more, um, you know, non-speculative with, with what I was posting because it just kind of took on a life of his own. And really when you boil it down, the kid has only, he visited Auburn this past weekend um, hasn't gone anywhere else. Anything that we're hearing is all secondhand from this person saying this, and and I've heard it too, and I've heard it from from people who I who I trust. Um, so really, at this stage, it's all speculation. And unless he shows up at North Carolina, or he says, "Hey, um, you know, I'm going to take some more visits 
you know, before I make a final. That's um, I think we should probably just kind of hold our horses a little bit. And the other thing too, which I mentioned in the scoop is that, um, you know, both of his parents are really, really, really comfortable with Auburn, really like Auburn. And in particular, his mom loves Auburn. She's probably the most influential voice in this recruitment. Um, and, and, you know, basically is, is the decision maker in this whole thing. Um, that doesn't mean that, that his parents want Auburn and he doesn't. Uh, that just means that they, they're pretty set. And if anybody is, is having second thoughts, maybe it's Trent. I, I, I don't know that because I didn't speak with him. Good stuff. A lot to unpack there. I mean, he is an elite recruit, the elite in-state recruits that UNC has to get. They obviously recruited him a lot. Um, did he end up visiting UNC? Yeah, so he visited North Carolina a lot. And I guess that the the thing yeah. with his situation is that he had named UNC a leader for a good chunk of his recruitment and then all of a sudden took an official visit to Auburn and um, and committed to Auburn and just completely shut it down. Funny so. how that works out when a player visits an SEC school out of the blue. <laughs> Wonder what happened there. All right, I mean, one thing to think about is Malzahn. Malzahn, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing to think about, I mean, Malzahn's like always in the hot seat, but Auburn's off to a pretty good start. They, they beat Auburn, they beat Tulane, beat killed Kent State, but um, he's perpetually on the hot seat, but they're looking pretty good. They have Texas A&M, Mississippi State, Florida, Arkansas, LSU, Ole Miss, Georgia, Sanford, Alabama. LSU, Georgia, and Alabama will be tough games, but other than that, I mean, Texas A&M is a huge game this weekend, so. Um, that's just something to consider, you know, with a, a coach like that that is kind of teetered on the hot seat um, at Auburn. But, uh, man, that'd be a huge get for UNC. It's just – I mean, Charlotte, Mallard Creek, five-star player. It's, a, it's the guys that UNC has to get to, to kind of get to where they need to be in terms of uh, competing at a national level and winning ACC titles. All right, Trent Simmons. Well, you know what's in in- interesting about their Auburn schedule is that those three tough games with uh, with LSU, Georgia, and Alabama all happen within the last five games, and you wonder if uh, that's going to be enough to kind of, I guess, have Malzahn lose his job, which which is really what UNC fans should be hoping for because that's going to give them the best chance to uh, for Simpson to to come to Carolina. And the takeaway here is UNC is going to stay on him until he signs with Auburn. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Until December. Remember what happened with Sam Howe? They stayed on him, and things went crazy, and he ended up flipping to the Tar Heels. Um, could be a similar thing. The player likes Simpson as it is all across football. Things kind of get weird late in uh, or late November and um, December, so make sure to follow Don and follow South Carolina for updates on Trenton Simpson. Hopefully, you can get down there again at some point. And uh, him visiting would be a, a huge statement, I imagine. Yes, um, and, and for Auburn, I mean, just looking at the SEC schedule, they play LSU and Baton Rouge, but they have Georgia and Alabama at home. Well, that's be a, that's a tough slate those last five games. Um, okay, moving on. Jacorius Conley, a UNC commitment. Uh, he, what can you tell us about him, Don? I know he got a Georgia offer, so a similar situation with an SEC school coming in. This kid is from Jacksonville, North Carolina. He is ranked as the number 24 safety in the 24-7 sports composite rankings. Uh, Big-time player, big-bodied safety at 6'2", 190. Quick update on what's going on with his commitment as he uh, remains a a Tar Heel pledge. 
Yeah, so this is kind of the opposite of what we were talking about with uh, Trent Simpson. You know, this is a situation where North Carolina has a, a four-star guy, in-state guy committed, and someone's trying to poach him off of uh, the commitment list. Uh, you know, he, as you mentioned, Georgia offered him over the weekend, and the reason why that's so significant is that he's from Banbridge, uh, Georgia, spent a good chunk of his childhood there, um, and uh, which happens to be, coincidence, uh, coincidentally, the also the hometown of Kirby Smart, Georgia's head coach, um, and, and then really Georgia has done a really good job recruiting that area. Um, so so naturally, um, Jaquarius grew up a Georgia fan, uh, but he's moved around a bunch uh, throughout his life because uh, his his father is in the military. So and, and and really, if if you follow his recruitment, he has mentioned Georgia being the offer he kind of conveyed um, a, a coveted, um, and that. Uh, you know, he camped there a couple times to to try to get that offer. So when when he gets that offer, it's it it kind of makes you makes you take a second take to kind of see what's going on. I spoke to him on Sunday, and he had me convinced during that conversation there was nothing um, nothing there. He wasn't you know wasn't going to visit um, you know North Carolina. He was firm. We we have the quote which he gave a really good quote um, about. You know, I guess his response to to the offer and the quote is in the scoop. Uh, but the thing is, is that uh, I was talking to some sources close to Georgia, and they're expecting him to be in um, at in Athens uh, this Saturday for the Georgia Notre Dame primetime game. Um, so I guess what would be really telling if he's going to make a game, I would assume that would be it. I mean, I, you know, as a fan of college football, I would love to be at the Georgia Notre Dame game. But if he skips it, and especially if he skips it and ends up in Chapel Hill, and I have no information to say that that's his plan right now. Um, he said he was going to make, he told me on Sunday he was going to make the majority of, of UNC's uh, home games. But um, a lot of that is determined, uh, uh, predicated on um, his uh, transportation situation. Uh, I would imagine those who have also been following this recruitment, you know, traveling has been, you know, kind of his arch nemesis. There's a lot of times where he's supposed to be at North Carolina or be at South Carolina or be at Virginia Tech. And something came through with his transportation and he never ended up making it to any of those places. Um, so, it, you know, that's that's another thing that kind of works in North Carolina's favor. But uh, really, we're going to be focusing on what happens this weekend and what he does. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the funny part from your little scoop, not to give too much away, but you said Conley says that means no more visits to any other school but UNC. But a UGA source told me Conley is expected to visit Athens this weekend. Yeah. Just like what you said. Yeah. So hopefully so, you can find to your face. Well, it wouldn't be the first recruit to do that, and it wouldn't be the first recruit this year to uh, to lie to me. You know, so it happens. <laughs> I don't think well, I, I mean, and and I don't have I have no reason to believe that Conley, other than the fact that recruits have lied to me in the past, I have no reason to believe that Conley is lying to me at this time. <laughs> Just seventeen year old boys lying to you. All right, Anthony Carter, uh, a another offensive uh, an offensive lineman recruit that UNC has been in discussions with. Um, what's going on there? I mean, is he a, is he a big time player? What's the deal with with how much interest UNC really has in him? I wouldn't say he's a big time player. I think what it is is that the the last remaining need for North Carolina with this class is offensive line. They want to add at least one more offensive lineman, and you know he's UNC's best bet to land an in-state offensive lineman. And he's kind of been just—it almost feels like he's been fooling around with North Carolina 
for a good portion of his recruitment. Ever since really the um, the, you know, the Mac Brown took office, to be honest, I, I don't. I'm, he has not unless I'm unless my memory is is failing me. He has not visited North Carolina underneath Mac Brown, uh, which is main reason why I think that North Carolina is trailing. Um, so, but uh, but yeah, to answer your question, I mean. I wouldn't consider him big time, but you know, he's a solid player that North Carolina would love to have a part of this class for sure. And let's see, Anthony Carter is 6'4", 296 pounds from Butler High School, which has been kind of UNC outside of Matthews, outside of Charlotte. Um, three-star, three-star player, number 28 ranked in the state, number 54 offensive guard. Um, looking at UNC's class, they only have one – Offense. They have two offensive linemen, right? Trey Zimmerman yeah. and, M- and McGowan. McGowan. Yeah, yeah. And so they were trying they, to get three. Yeah, they're trying to add add a third. Uh, and and the thing with with him is that uh, one, he's being a little bit secretive. Of what's going on? And two, he has some. Um, yeah, I guess the window for his decision is kind of closing pretty quickly because he wants to graduate early and he needs to figure out where that's going to be pretty soon um, for his own school's purposes. Uh, North Carolina is definitely in it, but um, based off of what I've been told, seems like they're trailing a couple of other schools. And really, in my opinion, if North Carolina does not get him on campus sometime very soon, he's not going to end up at UNC. Is Zimmerman a tackle for sure? I think so, but I, I well, I view him more as kind of like a swing offensive lineman. And what I mean by that is a guy who can who could play tackle, who could play guard. Um, it, it just depends on what your need is. For sure, man. I would sign. I would oversign at offensive line and defensive line every year. I just yeah. think the way that attrition happens, especially on the defensive line and the injuries that occur, I think that's a place where they have to oversign. And I almost think, like quarterbacks taking one a year, center is so important. And you're seeing UNC really struggle now with not having JJ McCargo, forcing Nick Polino to play out of position at center, losing him to injury that could. He couldn't come back until maybe November or later in the season, and then forcing Brian Anderson into the spot. You're seeing UNC kind of struggle adapting to that. I think taking a center or at least a guy that has played some center that can move there every every class could be something that the team does. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think just line in general, you know, defense, offensive line, there's just not a lot of human beings on this earth walking around who are – Meet the the size requirements, you know, whatever it may be, whatever the position, six five, you know, three hundred pounds, whatever it may be, and also have the the accompanying um, athleticism to to play that play the position. Whereas at other positions, if you really think about it, I mean, there there are yes, there are elite guys, elite athletes, and everything, but I mean, you every year you can find running backs. In, in your state, in your in, you know receivers in your state, but linemen is just so much harder to find. I would de- I definitely agree. I would definitely oversign in that position every single year. Stuff um, and also, I mean, getting into UNC is tough. I mean, not everybody can get into UNC, and, and that's another issue. So if you have to find a player that's big, a player that's athletic, who can put on weight, who can also get into UNC as that wants to come here as well. So. All right, good stuff. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to close the podcast with a a look at the 2020 class, a look at App State game, and then get right into our bucket list. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, y'all? This is four-time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner the first. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a do-bet. Do average of 29 and 11. God, what it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Forward, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing. And we're back on the Don Callahan <laughs> UNC Football Recruiting Podcast. Uh, briefly, Don, I think this is always something that, that maybe not recruiting fans are interested, but also are interested, but, but regular fans. What else are going to be the needs for UNC? We've talked about this a little bit. Obviously, Des Evans still out there. Trenton Simmons. Simpson is a take. Um, let's see. Keandre Lambert is a take, and it seems like they want another offensive lineman. What else, uh, what other directions could UNC turn in this class? It is currently at, number, at 23 players. It's ranked number 18 in the nation, number four in the ACC. Uh, give us a brief overview of some other positions they may be looking forward to add. I always want to point out first that I did not brand this the Don Callahan Recruiting Podcast. That was Ross's idea. I don't want anyone to think that I'm um, so vain to do such a thing. But to answer your question, to jump jump in, we're we're branding all of the podcasts. Oh, okay. Um, like Media Mondays with with Greg and I, and okay. then you have Vipolis's podcast. You have the preview, and you have the day after podcast. So, gotcha. kind of a all company wide right. decision, and for you to kind of argue with me on that, I don't know. I may have to report <laughs> you to Ben and Buck. That's that's fine. Wouldn't be the first Not time I call. Report it. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate. It. I'm honored to to uh, be have my name used as, as a brand. Anyway, anyway, to answer your question, uh, as I mentioned, offensive lines is truly the last remaining need at this point in um, North Carolina's class with, I mean, as you mentioned, you know, 23 commits. I mean, they're, they're getting up there, filling up the, the other guys outside of offensive line are basically just kind of luxury ads guys who are just so elite that uh, you make room for. And that's, uh, you know, we talked about, you know, Keandre Lambert earlier in the podcast, um, you could throw Desmond Evans, who it's kind of been strange. We haven't spoken about him in the last, um, I don't know, few weeks. Uh, but, uh, you know, he a five-star guy. Obviously, you take him no matter what, um, whenever he's ready to decide, whenever that may be. Um, but, uh, you know, and there's a couple of safeties that UNC really likes. Um, you know, Elijah Gaines, he's only a three-star, but the staff is really high on him. Um, Malcolm Green, who's a four-star guy, another guy who's kind of been really quiet, but the staff is still kind of talking to him, trying to get him to visit. Really, there's not a whole lot left out there other than, you know, the group of offensive linemen who, you know, uh, we haven't talked about Caden Baker from, um, from Florida, um, who's another offensive lineman who I think UNC probably has the best chance with at this stage. But, um, you know, if they don't land Baker or Carter, I could see them maybe offering a couple offensive linemen to try to get that need um, met. But really, that's that's really it. I mean, it's just it just amazes me just how you know we're in what month are we in now? Are we in September still? 
Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about tracking a handful of, of recruits, to be completely honest. I mean, you've done the whole recruiting thing before. I know that uh, you're not no longer the guru that you once were. But um, do you remember a time just being so completely done with a particular class this early on? Yeah, I mean, it's nuts because usually they're looking for commitments during these games. They're getting players on campus. I mean, I remember them scrambling in October and November with official visits, trying to fill classes and things like that. So, I mean, kudos to this, to this uh, staff. They, they targeted some players and got some commitments. I think they reached a little bit on some guys, but okay. uh, we'll see. Um, I think I think we'll see, in, as we've talked about, in, in 2021, 2022, they'll be more selective and especially with the talent in state and they'll be able to, to land out even a higher rank class, but uh, adding Triton Simpson or Des Evans and, uh, and Keandre Lambert, I mean, that would be the icing on the cake. And even two out of those three would be huge. And I think one out of the three is, is the, the best, most likely bet, but um, you know, getting, I mean, I think Trent Simpson would be a monster in, in the defense and something Jay Bateman could, uh, could really play with in a lot of ways. Good stuff. All right, App State this weekend. Go ahead, Don. Yeah, I was just going to say. I mean, I've been always been a huge fan of uh, Simpsons way before he, you know, twenty four seven sports bumped him up to a five star after he committed to Auburn. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's, you know, I think he's an unbelievable player, and I agree with you. I think North Carolina would definitely get one of those three. Will there's a very good chance to get two of those three, and I think there's still an outside chance they can get three of those three. There you go. I mean, yeah, Trenton Simpson jumped from what, maybe around the 50s to number 13 in the 24-7 sports ranking? Yeah, and yeah. And, it, so, and that jump happened after he committed to Auburn. And that also, was he at the opening? I believe so. I think I he jumped. So. I mean, I remember Barton talking about it somewhere that the jump happened um, after he was viewed in person by by uh, a lot of the guys there. So it was based on in-person. Yeah, and I'm not trying to take a, a jab at Barton. He does a really good job. I just know that, and, and this is not the only example. A lot of people on Inside Carolina's board always complain about NC State getting a bump, and that's just not true. But if you just look at some of the SEC – well, not all SEC schools, but some certain SEC schools, when a guy commits there, they automatically get a jump bump. There you have it, Don Callahan throwing the 24-7 sports recruiting evaluators under the ball. <laughs> um, all right, App State, uh, 3.30 game, the second home game for the Tar Heels. Anything you want to tell us about the the list of recruits to kind of preview that? Of course, check that out. When is that dropping, et cetera? I, I, I want to say it will drop on Wednesday, but it probably won't drop until Thursday. I'm still reaching out to recruits. Um, and talking to other sources to get that list together. Uh, the, I guess, the early look at that list. Um, it's, it's not going to be on the level of the, of the Miami uh, game a couple weeks ago. And really, you know, uh, it definitely won't be on the level of the Clemson game. There's a lot of recruits I talked to, and they said, I'm not going to make it this week, but next week when Clemson comes to town, I'll be there. So um, I think that's just, you know, you're, and you're also playing against a group of five opponent. Um, that that you don't recruit against really i mean you know anytime unc 
an app state recruit for a uh, or compete for a recruit unc ends up usually winning out on that but um yeah so really i think it's going to be a good group of commits maybe a couple of um top uh 21 targets um I'm not going to say that Dez Evans is going to be there because I know what happens if he doesn't, but I think there's a good chance he could be there. Uh, but let's, I'll just say this is if he doesn't go to North Carolina this weekend, I don't, I don't think he'll go anywhere else. So, um, but yeah, so I think it'll be a solid group, but it's, you know, if you're looking for it to continue what the Miami game did, it's, it, that's not going to happen. For sure. Good stuff to so check out that on the inside Carolina premium message board, a, a list of, the expected visitors for the Appalachian State game on Saturday. Don, you got to turn your your texts off, man. I'm sorry these hot. these sources give me you know tell me who's going to be there and that sort of thing. I, I you know I apologize though. Don has Don has the alerts for his texts like a uh, like a 13 year old boy. <laughs> All right, that's it. Uh, top five bucket list. We're going into it right now. I thought this was a great topic. Uh, it was we set it up as the top five. Bucket list, sporting events, games, et cetera, that you want to most go to. How many submissions do we get? 14, is that correct? Yeah, I think we got 15. I was counting while you were talking. I'm okay. sorry. Let's uh, let's run through these. Let's read, let's read a couple more than we usually do with just listing them off for submitting, and then we'll go through ours. So I'll let you start the top here or wherever you want to go. All right. How many do we get to pick? Let's read three each. Okay. All right. That sounds good. All right. I'm going to go with uh, my man, Dale, who he submits one every single week, even on a topic that he um, can't really contribute to. His uh, his top five, Cubs World Series. Uh, he was unable to travel to Chicago in 2016. So the next time he wants to be there. Number two, the Masters. Number three, Daytona 500. Number four, UNC Final Four. And number five, UNC Duke regular season game. Uh, Ethan from Lake Norman, NCAA basketball championship game. Ideally, UNC Duke. Whew, UNC Duke championship game. That would be crazy. Number two, the Super Bowl, Panthers versus anyone. Number three, NCAA championship game. Number four, NBA championship game featuring the Hornets. And number five, the Summer Olympics. So we're going – I thought we just randomly pick them. Yeah, but then it's kind of confusing because you have to kind of – you can randomly pick them all you want, but it's just I, then I have to kind of make sure who's there, who's there. Go ahead. Gotcha. All right, all right, all right. Let's go with – oh, I got one. I got one that I really, really am excited about right now. This guy is from um, from Raleigh, and his name is Buck. This is actually the first time he's actually submitted one. So his top five are any major bowl game involving UNC. Number two, Army-Navy football game. Number three, British Open win at St. Andrews. Number four, final game of next Women's World Cup, which actually I think is um, is that going to be in, in the United States next year? I mean, next time? Or is that the... Maybe. I know okay. at some point. Or is that the, the, male, the male one? I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, um, and number five, any game at Old Miss. He's got to visit the Grove. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. All right, cool. I'll go up to the top here. Um, I see Noah emailed us. I'll go from there. Let's see. He said, 
I made a list of things I wouldn't necessarily want to do twice. Golf and horse riding aren't my jam, but need to do once. All right, so Barcelona Football Club home game at the Know You Camp. I don't know what that means, but that's a soccer team, obviously, in Barcelona. Uh, the Wilmington fi- Wimbledon Final, the Kentucky Derby, the Masters at Augusta, and a Soccer World Cup Final featuring the U.S. men's team. So you might have to wait a bit for that, he said. All right, next one. All right, I'm going to go with Jason from Madison, Wisconsin. Um, he has okay. uh, Real Madrid versus Barcelona. Jason, just so you know, he, he let me know that he's from actually from Stedman, North Carolina, and, and I guess has uh, since relocated to uh, Wisconsin. So um, UNC uh, born and bred. Um, number two, Australia versus New Zealand, New Zealand rugby. That's interesting. Uh, number three, the Iron Bowl. That's actually a good one. Uh, number four, Champions League final, and number five, Army Navy. Very cool. Um, okay, there's so many submissions. There's so many good things. I love this topic. Uh, all right, this guy wrote a lot, so we'll give him some love. Andy from Raleigh. UNC Duke game in the Dean Dome. Uh, he has a long explanation. I'm not going to read it, but obviously a big Carolina fan. The NCAA championship game featuring UNC. The Moscone Cup. As a competitive pool player, this event is the top event in the world in our sport. I'd love to go and cheer on the U.S. in this Ryder Cup style event. I'm actually most likely knocking this off the bucket list this year, which I'm jacked about. The Moscone awesome. Cup. You ever heard that of that? That is awesome. I have not. No, but yeah. I like. I love when someone kind of throws out something unique like that. Yeah, so he, we have a competitive pool player that listens to our podcast. Who knew? Andy from Raleigh. All right, Summer Olympics. No, Are you good at pool? I'm not. Okay. I mean, I'm not. No, I mean, I'm okay. You should add a pool table to your man tower. Yeah, there's no room, but um, I do have room in my um, my loft sort of area, but I have to I have to get clearance. I've been fighting for that for a couple of years now, and I still haven't gotten the okay. Sounds like you live in a mansion. You keep adding rooms. No, oh, I, okay. I definitely do not. And, and the masters. You would know if you would come over. All right, you got one more. That's I, I read. Did I, I did. not read three? I think I read three. Do one more, and I'll do one more. Do All right, one. let's uh, let's go with uh, Jim in Chapel Hill. Number one, Fenway Park. I've been there. It's awesome, um, and that was that was on my bucket list. Knocked that off, obviously. Uh, number two, um, uh, Carmichael Auditorium. Um, number three. They're having a game there this year, December 16th versus Wofford. All right, Jim. Hopefully Jim's listening so he can um, knock it off his bucket list. Uh, Number three, the old Durham Bulls Park, sitting with Susan Sarandon. I think that last part is going to be especially difficult. Um, (laughs) Number number four, uh, Tiger Stadium in Detroit when Ty Cobb played. Wow, I mean, he's really, he needs a time machine to kind of do some yeah, of these things. Ty Cobb's still alive? No, he is definitely not alive. Yeah. Um, and number five, Keenan Stadium beating Clemson on September 28th. Right. So you can definitely be there. That'd be cool. um, the, the way that Clemson is playing, though, I don't, I don't know about the last part. Go ahead. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look through some couple here, and I'm, I'm just going to name them because they're different. I'm not going to name one person. So Cedric from Atlanta added uh, 
to compete in a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Masters World Cup championship. Mm, I like it. He is, I guess, involved in Jiu-Jitsu and, and wants to compete in the World Championship. That's pretty cool. Um, John from Charleston wants to go to a Spurs home playoff game and the Army-Navy game. Those are pretty cool. He's a coach. He wants to win a state championship as a coach. That's pretty cool. Kind of a personal bucket list. Eddie from Hickory wants to go to the Bristol Motor Speedway under the lights. I think that's pretty cool. I think NASCAR – I've never been in a NASCAR game. I don't think it's going to make my list, but that's definitely something I want to go to. I think it's pretty doable considering how many NASCAR things we have around town. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. I mean, we have a lot of common things. Uh, Aaron from Greenville listed the Ohio State-Michigan game. Ohio State at Michigan, Auburn at Alabama. That's cool. Redskins at Cowboys, Yankees at Red Sox. So a lot of iconic venues there. Um, and that kind of wraps it up. Um, a couple soccer. Oh, Jason, you went through Jason's, yeah. All right, cool. Let's go through yours. Don, name, uh, we'll get one for one. Sure, that works. All right, so my, um, am I going first or are you going first? You go first. All right. Sounds good. So uh, my number five, I just completely, combined it a lot of um a lot of college football games or venues you know army navy iron bowl tennessee um love to go to game penn state love to go to michigan ohio state love to go to game at notre dame um you know really um i other than the acc schools and schools in this region those are the only venues i've really been to so i would love to kind of branch out a little bit um so go ahead you with your number like four or five things yeah, I kind of grouped them. I got. I kind of grouped them into just one category, like college football games. Okay, cool. Um, all right, I'll go uh, number five. I'm going to go Super Bowl. I think just being there for Super Bowl week would be really cool. Taking it all in, being in a big city, and then uh, and watching Super Bowl. That's an awesome event, and I'd love to go to one. All right, I am going to completely mimic you. Um, my number four is actually the Super Bowl. Um, it doesn't matter who's in it. I just think the whole I would I would definitely make a week out of it because they definitely have the fan experience sort of thing. And uh, yeah, I just would like to to go. Although I've heard that it's very commercialized, it's not nearly as um, fun as just going to like a regular football game because there's you know because of um, just how expensive it is, just the, the clientele that are there. But um, I would like to enjoy at least one. Great. I, I think another thing, or so my number four would be the Masters. Uh, we've heard that a lot, but I don't think I'd want to go all the time, but I think just being there on a Masters Sunday, man, seeing Tiger win would be so cool. I don't know if we'll see that again, but um, just the pageantry, the feel, they take all your cell phones, the, the drinks and food are really cheap, and being Masters, being at a Masters on a Sunday would be really cool. I'm definitely not a golf guy, but do they really take your cell phones? I don't know. Sorry, I don't know if they take them, but I mean, I think if you bring them out and do anything with them, they take it from you or they kick you out. Something like, like that. So it's kind of like any cell phone. Have you like ever gone to, yourself in the car? Have you ever gone to a um, stand-up comedy bit or whatever? No, I mean not not like you're referencing. I don't think. Yeah. Well, so that's similar. Where if you bring out your cell phone, they like almost tackle you. So I had it happen because even though they warn you like a thousand times, my wife pulled out hers to take a picture and they almost tackled her and threatened to kick her out like multiple times because of it. Anyway. All right. So my number three is uh, I would love to go to a baseball game in Wrigley Field. You know, it's, it's iconic. It's, uh, you know, uh, just one of those 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 uh, baseball um, 
stadiums that uh, I feel like you should have to go to. Um, I've been to Fenway. Absolutely loved it. Have you ever been to Fenway? No, I haven't been to Fenway, but I've been to Wrigley. Really? Which, so what did you think of Wrigley? It was great. We went to a day game. It was with a, a female friend that I met in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I flew up and visited her and went to a game. That's awesome. The game wasn't that great, but it's just cool to go there and like like hang out in that area. Um, Cubby Town or Wrigleyville, I think it's called. It's pretty fun. That that was the thing I loved about Fenway was that it like a lot of places are downtown, but this was you know, I feel like Fenway is like really immersed in downtown. Like when after the game is over, it's like you know all those streets are shut down and and there's just bars just all over the place and everyone's just drinking and having a good time and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, what's your number three? For sure. All right, number three, I'm gonna go World Cup. Uh, I actually added that once I read the ones that were submitted. I think it'd be awesome to go to wherever it's going to be, maybe in a cool European town or I mean, South Africa would have been cool or Brazil. So obviously there's going to be some, some sweet destinations in the future, but go to a couple games and party with all the different countries and fans that are there and check out the U S game or different teams. And just being in that arena or that stadium for a little couple would be sweet. Yeah. I, um, I'm not a huge soccer guy at all. I, um, I wish I would have thought of the world cup cause I would have added it to my list. Also, I just don't, there's no way I can, boot out any of these uh any of these names any of these 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 items on my list right now but yeah i think it'd be absolutely awesome i've slowly become a soccer guy now i don't watch like mls or anything like that but um definitely world cup i really love um and you know the olympics cool and all that but yeah anyway all right so my number two is i would love to go to las vegas during that first I guess four days or first weekend of the um, the NCAA tournament. I've heard it's unbelievable. It's awesome, um, especially those uh, the, you know starting on that Thursday all the way to that Sunday. Um, definitely would love to do that. You said it. Where is that in Vegas? Vegas, yeah. Go to Vegas. Just kind yeah. of um, yeah. you know, wherever. Just kind of hang out at, at you know um, you know bet on games. You know, have a good time. Have some adult drinks. That sort of thing. Yeah, with like. 10 TVs in front of you at a uh, a different at a gambling place would be sweet. Okay, so number two, uh, I'm going to go Summer Olympics and in particular swimming. I'm a big Olympic swimming guy. I love Michael Phelps is my favorite athlete. So really, that's Olympics, so interesting. Not, yeah, I was you... growing up, and I mean, yeah, that was going to be my what? question because you have that that swimmer body kind of. So you swam growing up. Yeah, so I played water polo at UNC. Did you? Yeah, um, I'm learning new yeah. things about you every day. What? Um, how long? How long did you um swim? Like, what was the last? I guess did you swim in high school? Yeah, I swam competitively competitively from age six to eighteen. Wow, including three years in high school and then all every summer, and then I did some year round swimming, uh, uh, like at eight to twelve. I was like a phenom really young, and then I didn't work hard enough and kind of didn't get much better gotcha i wasn't like a great high school swimmer but um going to the olympics maybe seeing some gymnastics swimming track and field um you know whatever i think it'd be cool to just try some different sports i think it's very doable uh if you have the time and the money but i think getting tickets isn't super hard i actually have been to the olympics but i didn't go to swimming i went to the atlanta olympics and went to a track and field event because it was in atlanta and so we just drove down and it was like the Hell, it was a night, morning after that bombing, so it was kind of crazy. 
How old were you when the Atlanta Olympics were? Because that was a long time ago. 10 years old. So it was 1996. I was 10 or 11. Uh, gotcha. And father and my family. And I remember seeing Jackie Joyner Kerser's last event because she got injured and never competed again. Ah, wow. That's cool. All right. So All right, my, number, one. My, my number one, and this is going to be very, I guess, personal for me, is um, as everyone knows, I'm a huge Flyers fan. Uh, I've been to uh, actually a few NHL playoff games, but I've never been to a Flyers playoff game. I would love to go to a Flyers playoff game, especially if it's a Stanley Cup uh, finals. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that's that's my um, my number one. Good stuff. Yeah, I think Game 7s would be awesome. I didn't add any of those, but Game 7 of like a championship series between the Yankees and Red Sox or Game 7 hockey playoffs, Game 7 um, NBA finals would be sweet. So all those would be, would be awesome, especially hockey. But my uh, number one is Kentucky Derby. Okay. Uh, I've always watched it. I think it's really fun. I think the pageantry, kind of like the Masters, it's, it's a one-time thing. Being there, hanging out all the stuff that goes along with it and then watch that race would be really cool. Um, not something I want to go to every year, but I think to do it once would be sweet. And I have a one-off. I just thought about this. I think my honorable mention would be going to a cockfight in some random country, <laughs> like out in, the, out in the country or out like in a weird downtown area, sketchy. You're in like the basement. It's dark. You're making bets. There's a lot of smoke. But going to a cockfight would be sweet. All that's due respect it. to animals' rights. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that's kind of uh, kind of dicey to put that out there on a podcast. I do just to kind of get off of that for a second. Um, your idea about the uh, Kentucky, Kentucky Derby, I think, is a great idea. Um, I'm not a huge horse race fan. If I know it's on and uh, I'm not doing anything, I definitely will pop it on to see who wins, and I'll pay attention when it when it gets to the level of, of triple crown sort of thing. But uh, I would love to go to one. Um, I'm yeah. really, I, I'm up for any sporting event, even if it's not something that's in my wheelhouse, to be honest, I'm not a NASCAR guy, but I would go to, I would go to a NASCAR race or whatever. We should go to a NASCAR race together. We should, we should, we should hang out more often. Okay. <laughs> I have to run to, uh, Mac Brown's availability at 10 AM here in Chapel Hill. That's all the time we have here. That was a good segment. I thought it ran long. But hopefully people are interested in that and can, and can kind of think of their own bucket list stuff and, hey, maybe go out and, uh, and achieve it. That's it for us on the Don Callahan UNC Football Recruiting Podcast, brought to you by Giant T-Shirt, GiantT-Shirt.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, make sure to chime in on the message boards. We, we definitely read those, and uh, we'll respond and go back and forth with you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by T-Shirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase.